it could be that uh, for some people, uh, when you are pretty new to meditation, that it's a bit confusing not to have like crystal clear instructions of what to do. Yeah? So I acknowledge that. If that is the case, then uh, you could also, in this freestyle, continue to work with what you started to work with or follow the instructions which you have heard before, something which made sense to you. So uh, we are all um, in different in a different place, so we all need different inner gestures and... Um, so what I'm saying somehow uh, this weekend is is more for people who have some experience in meditation and who explorers of the inner life and who enjoy to be pointed to something. It's not like that I try to convince you to do uh, this in a certain way. So if you like your breathing meditation or your sound meditation or your mantra uh, or your visualization or you know so then then you do that you start more and more the the inner meditation teacher uh, your intuition and um, like following some some guidelines some interventions it's that's not like opposing what I say. It, it all it's all part of the of the exploration. And then uh, the things I say and also I said yesterday. It's really helpful to to uh, put those uh, into a question rather than a, like a statement, or oh, this is how it is, but, uh, but as a question. So, for example, I talked about uh, that, that it could be that the tension we feel in our body or the discomfort in our body is somewhat probably connected with suppressed feelings. That behind that is a, is, is a feeling, the energy of a feeling. So I said that like, as if I knew, yeah. So as if I like, okay, this is how it is. You know? so that's how I said it. But uh, it's it's more skillful, I think, to to turn this. I mean, not only my statements, but also other statements you read in books. You know, because like often books are written as if the people know what they are talking about. <laughs> and, and and because we are like you know. We have learned to trust what is in the books or something like that from school on. Yeah? So this is how it is. Uh, so instead, uh, putting this in a question like, and if you're not interested in, the, in that question, then just drop it. But the question could be, could that be? Is that the case? Let's see. Could it be that my back pain is some, somewhat connected with something I suppress, something I don't want to feel? It's a, it's a sign that my this, this body-mind organism is fending something off. And, and what could that be? Yeah. Is that the case? Or, and maybe you, you, all, you kind of 
your your intuition already kind of agrees with that statement. Yeah, so could be that you feel yeah, I have a sense. It's uh, of course there's also there's somatic reasons. Also, I'm not saying once you have worked to all your feelings, you will be free of any kind of disease or something. Uh, that's too much, yeah. Or that depression is only suppressing of feeling. That it's not like that. Everything is much too complex to put it in any kind of short uh, th a theory. But uh, it could be a part. Suppressed feeling could be a part. And and maybe you you also kind of feel why you you already came to the insight that you could agree with the sentence. Mm -hmm. It's not a good idea to suppress feelings or to make them into enemies, like it 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 has been done in some teachings, in some Buddhist teachings also. They call they talk about destructive emotions and afflictive emotions and. Klesha is, is the Sanskrit. I mean, anger, for example, seems to be seems to have a really bad reputation in uh, in some of the Buddhist teachings. Not all of them, but but some. In my own relationship to to my feelings, I, I I'm not using this word words at all. Poison, mental poison, that's something called. I mean, it's like, you know, anger is such a powerful and beautiful energy. I have this word uh, coming like exploring. I said it a few times to be an explorer. Uh, this is a beautiful shift in in your in your attitude towards uh, meditation is to, to, to shift from being a seeker to being an explorer. Seeking, trying to get something, trying to get somewhere. So that's one, one movement. And at, at one point there's a possibility that that can shift to exploring. So it's possible to to allow yourself to be surprised in the meditation session, in the sitting. What is what is what is that which wants to be felt or what what wants to be noticed? And to to be an explorer means to to be curious, to be in awe, like as if you, you know. If is, as if you explore, let's use the outer inner, yeah, as a, we are aware that this is just conceptual to distinguish between outer and inner, but it's like exploring an outer landscape. And when you explore an outer landscape, like you, you go to the jungle somewhere in South America, you explore, you're not going there to, to change it, to fix it. To make it nicer, you, you explore. So that 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 curiosity, that wow, yeah, this is tension. This is 
I mean, that is so, so, so rich, your inner life. So whatever, so if you're tired, if you feel exhausted, that's an inner landscape to explore. It's, it's a room to explore. And part of that exploration is also to explore what is my relationship to being tired? What is my relationship to my tension in, in the shoulders? What is my relationship to my thoughts? It's such a, I mean, how to say, it's just, a, I mean, it's an, it's like just, it's just a blessing to explore human experience. We are so good. Some myths said that's why we are here. That she wants to explore herself through you. So we are sitting quietly for 45 minutes so that you can come to the point where it becomes really unbearable. (laughs) 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 And uh, so you can shift your position, lie down at one point if you want, or go to a chair, open your eyes. So uh, it's not like a long sitting like this can be different little journeys, five minute journeys into different areas. Yeah. So you, you can move towards different rooms in, in your inner life if that's if that what is happening. And there is not like there is not like the best room or you know or a one room where we all should go, like the breathing room or something like that. And if you don't go to the breathing room this time, it, it doesn't matter. Go to the being being tired room. And peace is everywhere. In every room is peace available. In every room is peace available. How? By filling that room out completely, not tensing against it. Being in peace with. It's it it, it, does, it doesn't mean that you have the best time of your of your life in that room, but you can be in peace with it. You could also formulate that as a question. So if you feel like, wow, I, I this is I just want to get out of this. You could ask the question then, how can I be more at peace with this? More. Yeah? A little more. N- not like, so when I see, yeah, be in peace, uh, that's kind of, I mean, if we would be in peace with this, we would be Buddhas. 
That's what the Buddha is. Completely in peace with everything, completely in love with everything. But a little bit more. A little bit more peace. A little bit. How, what, how much can I lean into a yes? Yes, so this is how it is. This is how I feel. This is the room I'm in now. So, good luck. And, uh, yeah, so we can call upon all angels. Yeah? Call upon all angels. And they kind of, you know, these light beings, they come all around you. Uh, when my grandfather died, I was maybe 12 or 13, and um, my grandfather and my grandmother, they lived in a, like in a double house, which they had built themselves after the war. They, they were bombed out, and so they moved to the countryside, and they, with, together with their neighbors, they built that house. And so there was just uh, these two two houses together. So, and it was quite thin wall. And um, in the other house, the, the the husband had died many years before. So there was only the uh, the wife living. And I remember uh, that she said to me, oh, "I miss the sounds." your grandfather made every morning when he got up and his snoring. <laughs> so sounds of other people are precious. Something I, I remembered. It's, you know, it's sometimes you get these lessons in, in life. She, she she missed my my grandfather snoring and getting up and all the sounds of life, you know, of sounds human make. So it's our relationship. It's our relationship to what is happening. That's. And then the other thing, so if, uh, you know, someone is lying down and uh, they make a bit of a sound of relief, so you, could, you, can, you can benefit from that. Because what, what they do, what they do, they, I mean, maybe they think they are doing it for themselves, but they release something in this room. They release something in the body of the group. And you can feel that. You can go with that. It can help you. It can, and it can help you with letting go. And, and if you lie down, you, 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 can, you can feel, yes, I, I, I give this body some relief, but I'm also releasing something in the group. I'm, I'm doing that for others. It's silly to, you know, it's really a distortion of reality that you feel that you are some, that you are in this, in this, that you end, 
within here. Like that's me. Yeah. So, so the walking meditation in the dark. Four o'clock start in south of Sweden. Uh, for some people, it takes some time to appreciate walking meditation. For some people, it's uh, it's really a gift. To uh, for some people, you know, some of you actually. I mean, do you like to sit still like this? That's a possibility, yeah. Uh, that's wonderful, uh, but maybe you don't. So it could be that your path is more the path of moving, and then walking, the path of dancing, moving, uh, walking. Yeah. So for some people, it's really a beautiful opportunity to extend your idea of what meditation is and where meditation can happen. Yeah. And for other people, it's just uh, you know, it's just an invitation to think and think and think. So, and uh, as a reminder again, uh, this is kind of a practice of Tichnatan, yeah, walking with someone. So to be open to that. There might be time to have a walk with your parents, with your grandparents, maybe with your parents and grandparents. And maybe uh, with, with abandoned parts of yourself. It's initially, it's already a, a lot to to greet those parts. Hello, I see you. I'm I'm willing to invite you back. I'm willing to relate to you. And sometimes you can even go a bit deeper. You know, like. Maybe they have something to say, or or you want to say something to them. You can also walk with Jesus, or the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs>